Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we have a ton to talk about tonight, so let's just get right into the news. Happy Labor Day, everyone. It is Labor Day. We are recording this on Labor Day, actually. And you were just hearing the riffs from our very own Jim Jones. Um, Someone asked us on Reddit where we got the spoiler music and occasional intro music. Mm -hmm. And Jim recorded that on his own guitar, on our own equipment, uh, for... The Walking Dead cast we were going to do last year, yeah. we ended up not doing it. <laughs> so I, uh, I borrowed that from yeah. the own cast. I thought it sounded kind of Breaking Bad-esque. Like sure, the, yeah. Because they got the colonel, you know, they got their mm-hmm. own guitar riff. Yeah, definitely an acoustic feel to it. So Yeah. Um, the news I had this week is that congratulations, people, on DirecTV, because AMC HD is coming to DirecTV on November, or September 9th. I wish it would come to my cable provider. <laughs> Me too, yeah. Because we got to make do with the standard deaf crap. Yeah, so they got lucky on that. Um, also, I heard that it's coming to uh, Netflix this autumn. Oh, is that right? That would be very cool and uh, open up the show to a new audience. It's too bad we don't have the other epi- the other seasons in the can. Um, yeah, a couple of listeners uh, asked us about that, too. What is our thoughts on recapping the old episodes? Uh, I think we're going to try to do it, but we're going to do it at kind of a leisurely pace uh, like between the, seasons. Yeah, an off-season mm-hmm. is just going to be one of those things where... Keep subscribed because we might have one out every couple weeks or yeah, and we're really gonna month. try not to put too many spoilers in there. We're gonna try to conduct it just like we do these podcasts where uh, we have basically a spoiler section at the end, so yes. people who are just getting into the series can jump in there with us. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously have seen them all, but we will yeah. pretend like we haven't <laughs> for the review. But then after the spoilers, we'll talk about what now that we know what we know. How that influenced our take on the episode. Absolutely. So, Do you have any other news? Yeah. Um, there was com- some kind of controversy because Michael G. and everybody who's on Reddit uh, made sure to let us know that the shirt Jesse wears in last ep- mm. week's episode mm. wasn't, in fact, an eyeless Jesus shirt. Yep. But, in fact, it's a Steve Aoki shirt. We got more email on this than maybe anything we've ever done. <laughs> um, and I guess he's some sort of DJ. And before you write in and tell me his credentials, realize that I'm 35 years old and don't care. <laughs> um, I think that's the key to getting feedback, actually, <laughs> is to just make shit up and yeah. sound as stupid as possible. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, yes, I, I, I get that Jesse wasn't wearing a Jesus shirt. He mm. didn't go into whatever the Christian version of Abercrombie and Fitch yeah. and get that. I, I, I got that. But I also <laughs> think it's pretty myopic if you're trying to say that Vince Gilligan, who personally approves every piece of wardrobe, mm-hmm. accidentally put on a person whose silhouette looks very much like an eyeless Jesus mm-hmm. in an episode that was all about redemption and salvation and... Uh you know, right and wrong and morality. Sure. It definitely fits the theme. Even yeah. if that wasn't uh, exactly right. So yeah, I understand We're that's, that's, we'll have to put that on the fact to keep people from <laughs> bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of email about it. Uh, also I thought, um, I don't know where else to put this, but, uh, I saw this on Reddit and I mentioned that in the breaking bad news of last week that in the, the rage demo that they're showing mm-hmm. the video game that Jesse's playing. Yeah. They actually had it in several po- points, Gale graffiti that spelled Gale backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I thought that was a nice, uh, nice touch. Yeah. That's pretty cool. 
So, and that's what you're missing if you're not looking at breaking bad news every day. Yeah, so go to our <laughs> site and check that out. It's every single weekday. Monday through Friday, yep. posted right around noon unless I have something better to do, and then it comes out <laughs> half hour, hour later than that. Better to do yeah. means eating a sandwich most yeah. of the time. Yeah, the sandwich takes longer than normal <laughs> to choke down. All right, let's get into the recap. Yeah. Uh, this week was a really, really good one. What What did you think of the episode this week? Uh, well, if you want to know, you should listen to our instant review that we recorded and oh, released last night. Him. <laughs> Hemping our stuff. Uh, we got a right. lot of good feedback about that, too. And we did. I think at this point, every time we can record one, we will. Mm-hmm. But with the schedule the way it is, um, there's some nights I don't even get to see the damn episode till 1 a.m. Yeah. And yeah. adding another recording on top of that is not going to work. So sure. uh, we'll, I'll probably let you know via Facebook, and Jim will let you know via Twitter to anticipate them when mm-hmm. we do uh, – when we do feel the uh, instant review mojo, if you wanted to see it that night. Yeah. Um, else, it'll be waiting for you in your iTunes or feed aggregator of your choice. Yeah. Okay, so first scene this week was a flashback. Um, I think this might be the first flashback that we've already seen before, right? Yeah, I felt like it's like, are we watching a clip show? <laughs> Is that that yeah. point in the season? And there was, as far as I know, no previously on Breaking Bad, was right. there? No. So this served as kind of the previously on Breaking Bad. There was a previously on Breaking Bad before that. Uh, we had. Oh, was there? Yeah. Okay. Our, so uh, I did, no one really cares about the tra- yeah. They don't care about of our DVR and how yeah. How basically, evil our it DVR is. sucks. It's evil. <laughs> so we missed the first. It changed time. the channel to MTV right as Breaking Bad started. <laughs> I'm like what? Yeah. Uh, so there was a previously though. I rewound and watched it. There was okay. a previously on, and then this started. So yeah. Okay. But, yeah, this is the first time we've seen a flashback that wasn't new, which mm-hmm. I thought was strange. I don't well, know why they did this. Uh, just, I guess, remind listeners or to re- remind watchers of the fact that, mm-hmm. um, you know, what happened with Gus and how he assisted in the Hank with the cousins. And mm-hmm. then to kind of lead into him sitting down in front of who we now know as Hector. T.O. T.O. slash Hector. To let him know, because uh, that's the one new scene we didn't see. Like that was that's a brand new footage, right? Yeah, that was where mm-hmm. he sat down and said, you know, hey Hector. Um, turns out that someone tipped off the DEA agent. Yeah, and- he he explains exactly what happened with the twins, exactly what happened with Hank. Um, he lays it all out for Tio, and uh, well, as we expected, Tio was back in the picture. We you said I think last week and maybe the week before that Tio was definitely coming back. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a loose end, right? And this makes me think that the ultimatum of yes or no does have to do something with Walt. Although, oh no, they they all they even said that in this oh, episode. Really? Yeah, um, Gus, I think says that they continue to press me on my permission to kill Walter White. Um, so no, that's, that's what he said. Yes that's what no. he said about the cousins. That's what uh-huh. he was, he was yeah. explaining. The but I assume that's dead. yeah. But I assume that's still a okay. concern for them. All they right. didn't get to then, so. Yeah, well, I actually said with Tio being alive, I think he's very much concerned with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I, he said, uh, "This is what comes for blood for blood." Yeah. Um, yeah. and which we didn't really understand what that meant until the end of the episode, which blows the lid mm-hmm. off of it. We'll have to get to later. The weird thing is when he says, "This is what comes of blood for blood," isn't this exactly what he's doing at that point? Is well, rubbing it in and extracting blood for blood? Yeah, well, I guess he's saying this as like a punishment. He doesn't, uh, you know, he, he probably doesn't consider the fact that he is himself continuing the cycle. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. But he totally is. But he absolutely is. He's doing the exact same thing that T.O. slash Hector did. Right. So, uh, bad move, Gus. Which, why? In my opinion. 
uh, we'll get to this at the end scene. There's so many questions I have. Well, I mean, we can we can jump around a little bit if you need to, but okay. Um, I did notice that there was the close-up of Tio's hand shaking near the bell. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something I talked about in our instant review is is the, the hands, the close-up of the hands in this. And to me, they very much represent control. Like, Tio's lost control. Mm-hmm. He no longer has control of anything. He's just a guy in a chair. Shaking with do literally impotent rage. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, when When they show Gus's hand, it's a slight tick, but it's betraying his... His uh, he's about to lose control. He's he's slowly losing control as he goes. For sure. And Walter, when they show his hand on the steering wheel, he's oh, he's talking about his minerals with Hank, and doesn't really have a care in the world at that point. And that to me represents that Walter doesn't understand the kind of control he has or doesn't have. And that that's very much represented in the next scene, um, where he's in the hospital mm-hmm. and he's talking to the guy, and he says, "Never give up control. Live life on your own terms." But we know that's not what Walt is doing. Right. It's what he wants to do. It's very much what he wants to do. Yes. He'd love to take control of his life. Right. And he's trying, but it's not working. Right. And they, in fact, they flash immediately to the next scene, which is him putting mm-hmm. his you know, hazmat suit on and you know, going to work for Gus, which he loathes and he hates at this point. <laughs> exactly. But he's still working for him. He's now, not in control. Th- we did get a timeline update because mm-hmm. Walt explicitly says that he's had cancer for the better part of a year now, which yeah. means in real show terms, his, it hasn't been a quite a year that's, that's elapsed from his diagnosis to now. Yeah. That seems kind of remarkable because it Holly does. has been born – and grown up into, I don't know, a, a, pink, a, a, teddy few month, a pink teddy bear. <laughs> They'll soon be floating in a pool with uh-huh. a missing eyeball. Yep. Um, think about all the other things like Hank got shot, uh-huh. recovered, uh-huh. got physical therapy, and is starting to walk again in the span of the time. So it seems like it's a tight schedule, but that's what the show and the show's universe says. Yeah. So it's been less than a year. Um, and Walt, yeah, he's, he's very much concerned with taking control and he says everyone comes, every life comes with a death sentence, which is true. I mean, if you think about it, he's, he's absolutely right. Right. Um, I did notice in the next scene with, uh, where he's in the lab that Gail's coffee is totally gone. It does show a shot of the coffee contraption. Thank And it's Christ. totally 100% empty. Can we now move aside <laughs> from the dead man's brew variant if, of the coffee is significant theory? If it comes back, then we know that it's not dead man's brew. Uh, okay. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Now let's move on. Alright, how about the interrogation scene? Um, well, I just want to... It's funny to me because they, they, they kicked this scene off with Gail, or sorry, Gus, receiving a phone call as he's doing his manager... Of mm-hmm. the Los Pollos, uh, yeah, Hermanos. He's, he's watching. Uh, isn't it uh, Walt through the camera? No, that he? comes later. Um, no, this no, is no. just he's like giving instruction to some employee. And oh, that's right. Yeah, isn't it weird that Gus is so intensely involved in a chicken operation? It really is. Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, like he's not just a dis. It, it'd be weird because I work in kind of a parallel industry, service industry, mm-hmm. and um, it would be weird for me to see an area manager in a store at a location giving that kind of on hands, you know, let alone the president and the executive officer of a company, Yeah, you know, putting on and, and waiting on customers and stuff. It's like telling really, someone how to get the residue off of a piece of equipment. I, I think the man doesn't sleep because in between yeah. running all this and, and the legitimate business and washing dishes and bussing tables that he does. Well, when you're on meth, you don't have to sleep. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Gus is a connoisseur of his own product. 
Uh, so the interrogation. Yeah, there is a lot here. Yeah. This is dense, dense material. And I couldn't wait to see how he's going to play it, but it pretty much was an instant fess up. Like, yep, I was mm-hmm. with Gail, yep. and he busted out this, that he was, uh, you know, had the scholarship, hadn't seen it, in years. And that's interesting, because he set this scholarship up 15 years ago, mm-hmm. which means that he has basically been building this backstory for 15 years. He knew that when it came down to it, he was going to pick someone from that scholarship and get them involved in his business with the the alibi that they were from the chemistry scholarship. I never thought of it that way but i guess that seems ra- that seems logical i was thinking more of how much of this is he actually telling the truth and how much is oh, this true. making up yeah. um i think it would be a bad idea to make up a scholarship that you've set up you've got yeah the scholarship has to be i think that's definitely one of the things that is not made up yeah um but was it just a front to help gail or i mean who knows like does he have an interview process where it's like, so how do you feel about illegal drugs (laughs) on a scale of moral relativity? Do you, I mean, is that part of the application procedure? Who knows? Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's doing a little research there. How's your karaoke skills? (laughs) (laughs) Have you been to Thailand? Um, I thought it was interesting too, that he said his flaw was that he was more interested in taking shortcuts and doing things legitimately. Um, do you think that who said that? Uh, uh, Gus, he said the, the oh, his critique of Gale? of Gale. Okay. Do you think, cause I thought some of the things he was said was autobiographical of himself until I saw the final scenes. And now mm-hmm. when it looks like one of the things get Gus did wrong is piss off the cartel by being a little too pushy in his sales pitch, mm-hmm. taking shortcuts instead of doing the proper channels. Uh, do you think that he's actually talking about himself there? Possibly, yeah. I had thought maybe he was talking more about Walt than Gale, but that does make more sense that he'd be talking about himself. Well, I'm going to throw this theme out here. Um, I think at this point, Walt, there's so much uh, that Walt has in common with with Gus. Mm, That's true, yeah. Um, It's almost weird that Gus is is an an alamagate... Amalgamation. Amalgamation, thank you, of Gus Gus and... Or uh, Jesse and Walt. Because, you know, clearly the biochemist... The chemistry thing has nothing to do with him, but the the sin of pride, mm-hmm. yeah, and his definitely. loyalty to Jesse, even though it doesn't really make sense. Uh, I think those are things that Gus uh, could identify, and then obviously there's a lot of parallels to Jesse, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um. So can we talk about something that could either be a huge uh, let on to who Gus really is, mm-hmm. or it could be absolutely nothing and total coincidence? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about this name, Maximino Arciniega. Okay. That, he, that he set up the scholarship um, in in remembrance of. So Gus says that he set it up after him um, and said it was a dear friend of mine who died too young. Well, the the Maximino Arciniega? Arciniega? Oh, God, I'm butchering Max it. Max A. Okay, Max. We'll just call him Max. The Max Foundation. Sure. Um, that's actually the name of the actor who played Crazy 8. Right, I did series, know that. Which... Is is weird enough by itself. That could just be a hey, let's throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Um, some other interesting information I found though, the actor who plays Tio or Hector, whatever you want to call him, is actually named Mark Margolis, mm-hmm. which of course we know is Jane's last name and her dad's last name. Right. Uh, there were two characters in this series or in this particular episode who were from Scarface. One is Mark Margolis, the other is Stephen Bauer who played. Uh, Don, 
what was his name? Don L something? I have no idea. These guys, I, I have not yet. Don like, Eladrio. There you go. Or La, yeah, Eladrio. Um, so two people from Scarface there. Tio's character name in Scarface is Alberto. Mm-hmm. So I was looking into this. Um, can you explain a little bit about uh, Pinochet? Oh, yeah. Just, just what he is? Um, I did a lot of research, actually, and I was going to get to this later, but uh, I'll try to curb, grab my notes. Um, he was a uh, basically a dictator, a general that in the Chilean army that took over Chile. Mm-hmm. and um performed like a coup right performed a coup and did a purge um i was reading the article that uh at least 2,279 persons were disappeared during uh for political reasons or as a result of p- political violence approximately 31,947 were tortured hmm. um and so that's the 1,300 were exiled that, that yeah because they mentioned his name um in this scene as well right right um so what I did is I looked up that last name, Arseniega, mm-hmm. and it turns out that there was an Al- a General Alberto Arseniega within Pinochet's uh, regime, I guess, mm-hmm. who was the political military chief for uh, one of the zones in Chile during Pinochet's rule, hmm. and that this guy was actually the guy who made a deal with drug traffickers to limit the violence in the trade. So there, there's just a ton of connections here like everything is intertwined with with the scarface characters and pinochet's regime and gus who we still don't know his real name because they say hank doesn't think it's his real name yeah before 86 the guy's a ghost he says exactly Um, what do you think also because hector at one point in the previous season when they talk about they kind of flashback about him being allowed into the cartel or to do business with the cartel mm-hmm. and he called, referred to him as the big generalissimo generalissimo general alberto i mean Arseniega. do we really think that gus is was a general in pinochet's regime because that seems like i i don't know that i can fit that in with how old gus is right i was thinking because that'll happen between like 78 and 90 i guess or like 73 is when it started 73 and yeah. 90 okay um so it's right about the same time that he would have been migrating over to Mexico and the U.S. Right. Um, I don't know if I think he's the guy or if I think he's the guy's son or someone I could totally see to him, him being the the son or nephew. Of that Alberto Arseniega. Of, of one of those or someone high up in the, the Chilean government. Because he's obviously someone mm. important. That's the reason he, he didn't doesn't die at the end of the episode. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, because we know who you are. Because of who you are, yeah. Right. So I thought those were very interesting connections, um, and I don't want to say that it actually means anything. No official predictions here, but I tell you what: if we have any history majors that know about South American history, yeah. we'd love to know what you think, you know, of this theory. And even because I just skimmed Wikipedia, it's a huge mm-hmm. article and it's kind of confusing. Um, if you have any insight on that, we'd love to hear it. So send it in to uh, BreakingGood at BaldMove.com. Definitely. Um, so going back to that scene, we actually had a listener, um, Tanako X, who wrote in, and he said that it would have been cool if Hank had asked Gus what they had for dinner that night when he supposedly went over to Gail's house. Right. Uh, because if he said any kind of meat, he'd know he was lying. Probably. Or, or any kind of animal product. He, Yeah, he'd almost certainly know that he wasn't telling the truth. There. Right. Will that hold so. up in a court of law? 
Uh, probably not. Your Honor, this man was a vegan. I know so because of the many <laughs> vegan graham cracker recipes he had written yeah. in his lab notes. Although I don't think an illegal GPS tablet either. So. Well, that's we'll have to <laughs> talk about that later. Um, yeah. Before we move on, Evan K wrote in and he asked um, during the interview with Gus and the DEA. Gus asked Gail, or Gus says Gail asked him for a lot of money. But before Gail got shot, he tells Jesse that he has a lot of money. Shouldn't the police have found a large bag of cash in his apartment and then called bullshit on Gus's story? Mm. And if the cash wasn't there, they should still suspect Gail of having connections to the meth in a super lab. So why does everyone assume he could have legitimately needed money? I took it because just because a man has plans for a super lab, mm-hmm. it would make perfect sense that he was asking for money. In, in fact, uh, Gus mentioned as an investment opportunity. Mm-hmm. To buy all this lab equipment that, you know, maybe the cops don't think he had money yet, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and it might be that, yes, he has money, but not on him. It, exactly. Maybe he's got it's it. in stashed somewhere. In, yeah, maybe uh, um, Saul's got it in his office. <laughs> yeah, in his safe. Who knows? He had right? waltz. So um, I don't think that was a, a smoking. E- either one of those, the vegan or the la- having a lot of money, was a smoking gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... The th- other thing I noticed in this is Hank is really back on his game. Hank has done more research than I or even Gus thought that he mm-hmm. would. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gus Gus was legitimately concerned when he brought up the the second point that he made. Um, when they have the after interview, obviously the boss is satisfied. He says, mm-hmm. "I think he's credible." Gomi is satisfied. Nope. The chief of police, Albuquerque police, is saying that he thinks is legit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is a lot of this whole their <laughs> their whole reaction. If you look at them, it's mm-hmm. almost like v- Villigan, Vince Gilligan. <laughs> I'm just going like, to start calling him Villigan. From yeah, on, the Villigan. I like that. <laughs> uh, Villigan is fucking with us because the way he's coaching these people to act, it's almost like act a little shady. Yeah, you know, yeah. As you're uh, give, give some, the... some interesting looks to each other. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but a lot of people ran off with the whole like DEA is involved, and you know mm-hmm. Hank's boss is dirty. Um, and one person, Raymond, wrote in and said uh, he had a strong feeling that Hank's boss is involved, and he said that that would explain the transfer of Hank to El Paso because oh. it would get him out of the area and out of the investigation of the blue and why Mercurt was pushing so hard. To get a yes or no, are you going back? Exactly. And that maybe he was even the one that called Hank before the twins attack. I don't think that's true because Villigan has pretty much said it was Gus. And there was some yeah. voice analysis on Reddit where if you if you sped that um, sound clip up, it does sound a lot like Gus. Uh, yeah, we actually got an email from a listener who said that uh, Vince Gilligan, Villigan, has... <laughs> basically said in an interview with Sepp and Wall, it was Gus who called Walt or who called Hank. But we know how much so. I trust Villigan. Right? Yeah, he's a, he, he's he, a also, Villigan. he also says Tuvok is the one that called <laughs> Walt and told him to go home when it's clearly Mike. So what the hell does he know? <laughs> Villigan. I'm All on right. your shit. Uh, so is there anything that we think could shake Hank at this point? What could Gus possibly do to get Hank off of his tail? Because Hank is not operating on logic. Hank is not operating on evidence. He's operating well, on a gut Feeling. It's hard for me to say because I got the God's eye view that shows Gus is, in fact, guilty. So everything he's going to sure. run down is going to, you know, especially with... But that's the thing. He's not run anything down that Gus has not explained totally satisfactorily. Yeah, but uh, again, if there's one thing I learned of watching Five Years of the Wire, that <laughs> if a talented investigator starts pulling at threads, mm-hmm. uh, 
that are shielding an illegal operation, they're going to find something. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like uh, they said, you know, Scar, uh, not Scarface, um, the Untouchables, you follow the money. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, anyway, you, you follow the money and that's where you get these people because the books aren't going to add up. Yeah. Now, yeah. how is Hank going to convince the law to, you know, do this sure. in, in a legit manner? Because he can't mm-hmm. do this. In fact, um, let's talk about this a little bit later because yeah, yeah. I think you got a really good take on that. I do. I've got a pretty good idea what I think is going to happen there. Um, so the next scene, we see Saul bringing Andrea money from Jesse. And we were so worried about meeting Eating Man. Like, yeah, had he carnivore. died, had his sinuses exploded <laughs> from being packed with too much meat. No, he's back. Uh, he's back. Although, was it just me or did he pass out immediately upon entering the vehicle? <laughs> he might have. I think he got in, closed the door, and instantly passed out. Like, that's <laughs> all his body could do. Yeah, it's, walk to the it yard. stood and there walk for back. five minutes. <laughs> The energy, right. the energy required to suspend that bulk for five <laughs> minutes. Just you couldn't. He had to. He had to sleep for four or five hours. All right, give the man a break. All right. Uh, okay. So Andrea actually asks about Jesse, and to me that said that she, she really wants to see him. Like yeah. it, it was pointing out, hey, I want to see Jesse, and Saul was just like, eh, he's good. Yeah, this, he's busy. This is very starting to get high school romancy on me. The you know, it's like I I think that Andrew's uh, going to hand Saul a card next week that's give to Jesse that says, "Do you like me?" Yes, circle, no, yes circle no. one. Yeah, I that's <laughs> what the hell. That's yeah. What I'm no, you're right. You're right. Uh, and Jesse, what is Jesse's problem? Why does he just go see her? I think that Jesse rightly so views himself as bad fucking news. Mm, yeah, he doesn't want to get her mixed up in he's it. He's involved with the people that killed her brother, and he doesn't trust himself about drugs, and he just wants her to have all the, the good things he can provide, which is the money mm-hmm. and the stability and none of the bad things, which are involvement with him in any way. <laughs> uh, speaking of the money, do you think that money is going to come back to bite Jesse? How? Because Andrea presumably is not paying taxes on that. She's got a house presumably under her name. Um, I have no idea. Since Saul's involved. threads and following money. I mean, since Saul's involved, I'm, I'm assuming they're doing it somewhat smartly. Mm, like maybe yeah. some kind of trust or foundation he set like up. Like with the or, laser tag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, so the next scene we see Skylar vacuum packing money. Uh, and I'll also include dinner with the Schraders here. Um, um, Nick... Uh, wrote in and said uh, this is a we're contractually obligated to read a stupid Skylar email how oh, stupid yeah. is Skylar did she not think to ask Walt just how much money that they would need to launder it feels like something she could have come up with mm-hmm. before they settled in the car wash um, mm-hmm. of course I can't handle his income that was uh, we received that be- between this episode and last and now we see that she doesn't know what to do with it she's just vacuum packing yeah. it and stuffing it in a crawl space um, I got to say that I think that it's reasonable for her to assume that the car wash could launder that kind of money because Saul was pushing them to buy a laser tag arena. And I don't think it makes any more money than a car wash. Probably way less, I'd imagine. Yeah, so I'm thinking that she was thinking, well, if the lawyer's thinking this is a good idea, then the car wash, and I think she's genuinely shocked at how Mm -hmm. much money that that Walt is making. I I thought that she was assuming that he was making a million or so. Yeah. That over the course of five or six years, she could launder that through the you know the car wash and, and give them a nice little nest egg. But sure. so, um, I don't think she's that stupid. <laughs> I, yeah, she can't be right. Uh, so, what do you think about Marie moving up, stating that she wants to move up to management? Uh, do you I think th- that is going to have significance later on? I think that 
she clearly thinks that the uh, hospital she works at does not have enough purple. <laughs> and she needs she needs the authority to move that through because sure. there's too much green sure. and white and yeah. pastels. There needs to be more purple. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to make of that. I thought it was just Marie being because I'm almost her point in the series is to pick up inane things. Yeah. Everybody yeah. like Hank is involved in this life or death struggle. Walt is now. Skyler is. She's the one per and like God knows what Walt Jr. is off doing in his bedroom. She's the one person at the table still talking about stuff like, yeah, you know, shoes and. Well, see, I thought it showed how jealous she was of Skyler at that point because she oh. says, "Oh, you're really taking to this whole be your own boss thing, right?" And then she came back with, "I hey, want to be in management." Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm gonna move up. Yeah. You're not better than me. Yeah. I recently rewatched the first episode, and that struck me. That, like, she is so jealous of her sister, she couldn't even let someone compliment her for how little she was showing being pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there is – I think you're right on in that, man. All right. Good good catch. Uh, so what about Walt Jr. in this scene? Uh, well, I noticed that uh, he was wearing an Illuminati shirt. Yeah, he is. What is that? What's going on? I don't know. I, I think don't. he's part of the Illuminati. No, I don't think so. No. But is there something uh, – I do think that uh, – let's talk about eyes. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, no, let's talk about that later because I, I got to okay. get to the last scene before we talk about it. There's going to be eye talk. Well, then let's talk about coffee. Okay. <laughs> Dude, sure. The only the only scene in the whole episode, this is the only time I'll talk about it. Everyone at this table is drinking coffee except for Walt Jr. Don't know what it means, but it was there. Yeah, you do not know what it means. So let's keep <laughs> hey, moving. I'll just gloss right over that. Fact. All right. Uh, next scene, Walt and Hank are planning the GPS at Los Poyos. Mm-hmm. They, they drive there first, obviously. Um, discussion about the rocks, mineral show. And then Hank surprises Walt with uh, with a trip to Los Poyos. Mm-hmm. Wow, this scene blew my mind. Um, the tension here, the, the rock and the hard place that Walt is between. Oh, my God. They keep ratcheting the tension because it starts off baseline with uh-huh. Hank and, and Walt spending time together. That's already tense. Yes. Then they pull up, and Hank's like, I need you to plant this device on the car. And we know there's a camera out there. We know we saw it. that there's definitely a camera out there. Mm-hmm. But then we pan over, and we see Mike you know, pull up, <laughs> and he's just sitting there like kind of like this amused expression on his face. Uh, giving him the eye. And if that wasn't tense enough, who's behind the counter but Gus? <laughs> the man himself. Insane. And I love like Walt sitting there like a landed fish, and he reaches mm-hmm. in his pocket. And instead of the gun, how he's been fantasizing, you know, unloading in his face, he's like, mm-hmm. hey, boss, look, I haven't screwed you over. Like, almost like supplicating. I haven't done it. Please don't hurt me. Yeah. It's a total role reversal. It really is. And, I mean, we obviously see that in the next scene. But I just want to say I could not have thought of a more tense scene. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that he was there with his DEA agent brother mm-hmm. versus his two arch enemies who are also sitting right there. It was just the perfect way to create tension in that scene. Yeah, and th- and the fact that Walt can't shut up and play cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I was, was like, oh my God, I know that your brother thinks you're a bookworm idiot. And, and mm-hmm. I think this scene is another one that just shows that Hank has no idea that Walt's involved. He's completely off his radar. Do you think point. so? Because we got an email from someone. I can't remember their name. But, I don't buy it. But no. they, well, okay. But they were saying that. They thought Hank's looks kind of give away that he he suspects something in Walt and he's testing Walt and he's 
he's prodding and poking. I don't think so because boy, he's putting himself at risk here with this. Mm. I mean, his his whole career on the line. Before we talk about that, yeah, um, what did you think of uh, Hank's observation that well, you know, because does uh, Walt ask him? Well, you know, do you think Gus killed Gale? And he's like, ah, well, not directly. They probably got some idiot dunce to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. And then Walt kind of looked like, is that you know, did am, am I the Gus? that used an idiot Dunn's mm-hmm. Jesse to pull the trigger. I thought that was interesting. Absolutely, yeah. That's exactly what I thought of. Uh, so talk about this uh, being a risk to Hank's career. Uh, yes. This is very, very much a risk to Hank's career. And Mike tells tells Gus as much, right? Uh-huh. Like he calls him up and says, hey, uh, this this is later on in the episode, right. but whatever. Um that Mike's Hank's doing this on his own initiative. The police have nothing. The DA has nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think that Gus is going to use this information to destroy Hank's career. I think the the best thing he could do, he doesn't have to take Hank out. He just has to discredit him enough and get him in enough trouble with the law enforcement agencies that he won't pursue him anymore. Yeah, like killing him would actually be more incriminating if he can actually mm-hmm. make him out to be some psycho renegade some rogue, yeah. that's you know doing all these extra legal means, uh, you know, kind of like paint him like the McNulty. Yeah, and I, he's inventing serial killers. He's inventing drug dealers to to, exactly. to to stay and to maintain his own importance. Yeah, he could sideline sideline Hank with that without killing him. Would that? Because uh, that would break Hank. It would. The possibility yeah. of his destroying his career would be even worse than destroying his body. Mm-hmm. Um, would that open him up to an alliance with Walt in the future? Would that cause him to break bad? Wow. It could. Is that something that maybe happened to Mike? You know, does, is Mike's mm. career being ruined and uh, got him into the life of crime? Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go to the next scene where Walt is conf- uh, apologizing into the camera for Gus. Why is he so apologetic here? I don't really get why Walt is suddenly, all of a sudden, like, I'm so sorry, Gus. Does he feel powerless at this point? I think there's two things he's worried about. Um, His brother being killed, his brother-in-law being Uh killed, and for this all to come crashing down on him and Jesse. Mm -hmm. So, like, he says that, you know, Walt finding Gus equals Walt finding us. Very very Cochran-esque formulation. Um so I, I think that's why he's so desperate that like he's he's finding out and he's he also wants to make sure that Gus knows that he's not in on it that like look I know yeah. we've had our differences but uh-huh. I don't want you to think that I'd have ran to the cops and because that's uh-huh. the one thing like when Skyler suggested that he was like vehement like, there's no way we can take this to the cops yeah we're absolutely this. not going so I think he's horrified like you know, there may be again a little bit of his pride that he would think that Gus would think mm-hmm. that he would go run and tell mom and dad basically. Yeah. Because he says, I want you to know that I had nothing to do with this. Um, and that he has no evidence and I'm going to make sure he doesn't find anything. Mm-hmm. So Walt's probably going to lead Hank down a, a few dead ends right before this is over. Um, so the next scene, Walt is visiting Jesse and this was another interesting scene. What do you think about Jesse's shirt? <laughs> Ah, uh, because when he answered the door, pow, right in my face. It's like I, a disco ball came to the door <laughs> yeah, and said, yeah. hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, like kind of wing angelic imagery on that. There was mm-hmm. a, a prominent skulls. cross and skulls. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, again, I don't know what Villigan was thinking when he picked that shirt out, but there was a lot of Christian imagery on it, a mm-hmm. lot of imagery involving death. Um, and be sure that he picked that shirt. Yeah, like I said, he that's one thing I'm convinced is he basically has the final say. There was an interview mm-hmm. with um, uh, the guy that plays Hank, uh, Dean Norris, where yeah. he said the guy went through like six different shades of a color shirt that he wore in like a 30-second scene. Yeah. And he's like the man's a maniac uh, when it comes to <laughs> colors and, and, this, and, and wardrobe and stuff. So, yeah, for whatever reason, that had some – Probably some significance. Uh, yeah, I would think so. But I, I honestly don't know what it is. Um, I actually posted an article on our site where you can go get that shirt. So check that out if you if you really want a, a, a shirt bedazzled it's by a It's all about you know, the cosplay. Halloween's coming up. Sure, you sure. Know, go yeah. as Jesse. Absolutely. Uh, so I think right, Walt is right about um, Hank catching Gus equals Hank catching us. And I also think he had a good idea about how to get Gus roped in on the meeting. I mean, as he was lying, laying this out, like, okay, come to him like you're scared and you've, you've talked to me because it yeah. would make sense for us to talk and you want to know mm-hmm. what to say. I mean, those are really good ideas. I don't know if Gus would go for it. Yeah. But I think he could say that to Mike without arising a single bit of suspicion. That's good, good, uh, good, honest feet thinking by uh, Walt there. Yeah, definitely. Um but I think one of the main reasons that Hank catching Gus equals Hank catching us is probably because of those tapes that we saw in the last episode in Saul's safe. Mm-hmm. Those might be tapes from the cameras. I think Gus has been this entire time storing footage of Walt working in the lab. I don't know. Those tapes look like audio tapes to me. Okay. Well, Gus has it on his laptop. I'm sure he's recording. The, sure. the red buttons lit up. I noticed that. Right, right. So I think he's got footage of Walt working in the lab. Uh, what did you think about the cell phone? Oh, yeah. Because like, I, when I initially thought that, like even I said this last night on the Instant Cast, that I thought that Walt was kind of overreacting because that message is pretty unbig- uh, ambiguous. But now that I think about it, getting a, a message that says, hey, we can't meet tonight because the go- boss is busy, mm-hmm. that's a very ca- casual relationship. We can't meet because mm-hmm. the go- boss is busy, implying that, they were going to meet with Gus. Yeah. And Walt straight up asks him, you haven't seen him since that time at the diner, have you? And Gu- and Jesse says no. Which is a lie. We Which knew it was a lie. lie but, yes. Hank, but but Walt didn't know it was a lie. Mm-hmm. And now he thinks, he, he doesn't know, but he thinks that Jesse was at least, with, if not lying, withholding information. Yeah. Because yeah. he... Well, kn- and then he straight up lies to him because Walt asks, is there anything important? And Jesse says, hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. So he straight up lies there. That's true. So I think with Walt being a paranoid lunatic he is, that he probably at this point suspects that Jesse's flipped on him. Yeah, yeah. Which is ironic given what we, you know, we'll talk about in the spoiler section for next week. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I wanted to talk about, too, before we move too far along the Hank path is that uh, Matt A. wrote in and said in in one of our last podcasts, we we keep noting the symmetry that frequently shows up in the writing. He was watching the third season, and he noted that in the seventh episode of season three, Hank got shot and lost his mobility. Mm-hmm. In the seventh episode of season four, Hank is back on his metaphorical feet. He's more mobile, mm-hmm. and he's active in this investigation, and his spark is finally back. So hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting, the down to – like yeah. they, they had a full season arc of the, the downfall and then the rise of Hank. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Also, uh, if we're talking about – uh, Walt playing things smooth um, when he did not put the bug he faked putting the bug on 
uh, Gus's car and then went mm-hmm. into the thing and then came back out. He explained it to Hank saying he just wanted to check to see if it's more secure. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he have been better off saying that, hey, look, I just I just chickened out the first time. Yeah. I couldn't do it, but then I got in there and I just got my courage up and went ahead and did it. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with him? Yeah, so not so smooth, Walt. Not smooth. Uh, I noticed also that Jesse doesn't wash his hands after he uses the bathroom. What? <laughs> no. F- toilet flush and he's right back out. Oh. Yeah. Well, he d- he's a he's a meth addict. So. <laughs> That's true. Former meth addict. I guess. Yeah. I don't want to offend the guy that listens to our show who's also a former meth addict. That that you, I don't want to lump. Let you us all know if same. you washed your hands. Yeah. When you were on meth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make a blanket accusation that everyone on meth is not a hand washer. Yeah. Well, he probably washed them obsessively. Oh yeah. Yeah. But maybe out. once you you know meth destroys the hand washing part of your brain, but, like it overstimulates <laughs> it. And uh-huh. now, without that chemical, it just doesn't trigger. It doesn't fire. <laughs> sure. That makes total sense. <laughs> we'll have to check with uh, Dr. Barry Goodman of Madrigal Electromotive. Yeah, we'll email him. Ask him about that. So next scene, Mike calls Gus. Uh, we talked about this a little bit where he, he says that basically the GPS is illegal. Um, he says if Schrader happens to be watching when they make a move, it could be the perfect storm. And they've mentioned this twice now. Um I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before. Well, I don't think so. I think you're just riffing off the pre- scene on next on the next Breaking Bad. You talked about it then, and this is the actual scene. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, you might be right about that. Okay, the perfect storm with mm-hmm. uh, with George Clooney and it's the one where he kills a sea monster by taking a crap <laughs> off the bow. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think is going to happen with Gus moving this tracking device? You think he's going to put it back on when he oh, gets yeah. back? Okay. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact because I've seen a the the cheater the bonus episode that they have on uh, AMC that shows them retrieving the device. Oh. Okay. Um, I think it's going to spoiler alert. I think Walt, uh, Gus is going to use it to uh, prove that he's got nothing to hide. That he's you know mm-hmm. I go to Los Pollos Hermanos and mm-hmm. I go to my home and I go back and that's my life. I'm just a chicken man. Yep. And Hank's going to download that and be like, wah, wah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the, the perfect storm. But he's Mike is exactly right because you can fight a war with the Mexican cartel and rack up some bodies, and you mm-hmm. can evade detection by the DEA. But it's damn hard to do uh, do both. Yeah. If they, there's anything I learned were... in watching Five Years of the Wire, <laughs> oh god, it's that you can't fight a street war and stay out of prison. Okay. You can do one or the other. Gotcha. Uh, so next scene is Gus and Max meeting with Don Eladio or Eladio. This, this is, this scene is where the show took a left turn at Albuquerque because mm-hmm. I thought it was already an awesome episode of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. but they devoted the last 20 minutes to one long unbroken scene entirely in Spanish subtitles. Yeah. How Fan- often does that happen? Fantastic scene too. And it's riveting. I, I, yes, I was absolutely riveted. Like you stopped taking notes. Yeah. Because it's did. like I gotta read the screen, <laughs> must not take notes. Um so right before he goes, like they do the flashback, he's talking with Tio slash Hector. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just gonna switch to calling him Hector, by the way. Uh, I like I'm he'll be, always be Tio to me. <laughs> All right. Or the peeing man. The peeing man. <laughs> Um, and he asks him, is today the day, Hector? Right. He asks him before. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your insight on that? Do you have any take on that? I have no, no. Uh, idea. Okay. I was hoping you did because I don't either. I think that there's several theories. Like it could mm-hmm. be, you know, he's waiting for a moment that he either 
Tio or Hector will order Gus's death, or will it be the day where Tio slash Hector um, relents on the Walt issue? Because I think he's the one that's probably pushing it most of all. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the day that he looks him in the eyes for some kind of significant moment? I don't know, hmm. you know, because that again, there's a a lot of this. Gus seems to be very fixated on you know people looking him in the eye. Yeah. Um, and let's go on to the next scene because I want to explore that a little bit further, but it's a little too, it's a little early. Okay, so when they meet with Don Eladio or Eladrio, I, I don't know which one it is. Right. Um, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, it's just it's an awesome. Scene. So I mean, if we want to do, do a recap, who do we think the the Hermanos brothers are? Do we think the brothers? Um, well, that's, I don't, I know they're not brothers because Gus says as much, or at least his brother, when he's pleading for his life says this man, you know, pulled me off the streets of Santiago. Mm -hmm. I know him like a brother. I know him like a brother. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're obviously very close friends. Mm -hmm. There are some hints in the episode that they are gay lovers. Um, Mm -hmm. the first and foremost being Tio, you know, basically teasing them about being gay and, you know, but that's. That's hard to take because in, you know, a very macho gang in that mm-hmm. period of time, saying someone's gay, I mean, it's still used commonly as an insult. Sure. So it's like saying somebody's gay and just impugning their masculinity is a stock insult. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 so I first saw that on Reddit today, and I didn't mm-hmm. even think about it. Or actually, I first saw it on uh, Alan Seppenwall's comment board. And he said, yeah. you know, well, when I went through and saw it again, I kind of see the hints. Then we listened to the podcast today, the Breaking Bad Insider, mm-hmm. and the Kelly, the editor, and the scriptwriter, I can't remember his name, says that there were definite hints in the script and the way they shot and edited it to suggest that. And mm-hmm. Vince Gilligan said it's open for the audience interpretation. So yeah. which that basically means at this point, we've I, I think what he means by that is we've got evidence there, but there's nothing explicit that says it. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they eventually explicitly say that or not, I don't know. And I kind of actually like the idea that Gus's entire life would be a sham. Like, he's got the front of the chicken. He talks store, about his family and his kids. But he talks about his family and kids. What if they're a sham, too? Well, I mean, gay men can have kids. No, no, no. But they're a front, obviously. Yes. I, especially if he's someone who was involved uh, maybe a generalissimo in chile right he's or the generalissimo son that's kind of an embarrassment to him yeah he he wouldn't be accepted with uh-huh. that lifestyle uh-huh. so he would have the front of a wife and a child possibly what? i i like the idea that his whole persona is just an entire front there's um, nothing about him that's genuine the only thing that is i think odd to me is that when i think of in terms of whether gail is gay or not and i'm kind mm-hmm. of on the fence about that um Gail's clearly not Gus's lover. No, if he is I, gay. I, I totally and that Gus is definitely gay. not. No, I mean he's not Gus's type. Uh, he's nothing like Max, for example. Yeah. Um, but is it that maybe that's one of the things that he gives scholarships to? Maybe, but I think more likely is he knew that Gail might be understanding of the lifestyle. Uh, and this because Gail was very open. Discreet. Yeah, I, I don't think that Gail himself was gay. I still don't think that. Really? No. Okay. And I, I don't have any evidence to back it up. It just didn't – it didn't seem like it. Right. But whatever it is, we know the relationship is significant. Yeah. Um, now, what do you think about uh, T.O. peeing in the pool? 
Uh, I think he's the, the underling's probably right that if the Don caught him doing that, yeah. it would be his ass. Oh, yeah, because the Don swims in that pool. Yeah. He doesn't want to swim around in and the And it shows what urine. Tio thought of the Don himself. Uh-huh. I See, I thought it was going to be his bloody urine the second time. That's to go what I it. did, too, because we were wondering uh, how, where the hell is this blood? Because we saw uh-huh. the, the bread, the blood fl- in it, what it looked like a pool in the beginning of the episode. Exactly, yeah. And I thought, oh, well, the guy's had a stroke. Maybe he's been peeing blood for a while. I thought the same thing. Yeah, um, apparently not. And then it looked like that he was just being rude to Gus and Max when he denied them drinks. He's like, well, they drink only the boss wants them to drink. I think that yeah. was actually a pre-established sign. I Yeah, I agree with that. Because if I tell you to go over and get them glasses, that means someone's you shoot ass. this guy in the head. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> um, do you think they worked out in advance who they sh- would shoot? I didn't see him give any sign as to who to shoot, so possibly. See, guys, I don't understand... If the cartel, because here's the, the, and I had all these questions at the end of my written review. How in the hell does the cartel and Gus ever do business with this starting out this way? Right. He killed his chemist. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it goes a long way to explaining why Gus values this insanely high purity of meth. Yeah. That it's almost like a tribute to Max. Mm -hmm. That's just the way Max wanted to do it. And it's a, it's a prime way of competing with the cartel, all that kind of stuff. Um, but how in the world did they do business when they started off so rockily? Maybe Gus was forced into it. But That's how? what I'm wondering. I mean, I don't think – it doesn't seem like the cartel wanted to do business with them. They were like – Well, just, I think he convinced I thought the that, Don. Really? Because I thought I they still so. thought the meth was just a big joke because he's like, oh, yeah, do continue. But But he had very good points. Gus made extremely good points. You can triple, possibly quadruple your profits because you won't have a middleman. You'll be growing it here because it's artificial. Um, I thought that interested the Don. Well, clearly, I don't think it's something that Gus forces them to come to the table. So it's got to be something they mm-hmm. for maybe they threaten because we again he's got the shadow connection to Chile, mm-hmm. and since he's going under what we think is an assumed name at this point, yep, probably doesn't want to be discovered by those people. So maybe the the cartel uses that as leverage, possibly. Yeah. Um, I did want to question why they shot the chemist. <laughs> Because Gus is clearly not as valuable to them. Why shoot the chemist? Why not just leave both of them alive? I that is a very that's the other thing I don't understand since the the reason that they say crystal meth wasn't working is because it's hillbilly heroin and it's mm-hmm. the purity is bad. Mm-hmm. And that this chemist is the reason that the purity's been good in these samples. Yeah. Why in the hell would you kill the talent? That doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't, but it, does it explain why Gus is so sympathetic to Jesse and Walt? Because Walt is the mm. talent, but Jesse's the one that's irrelevant. I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's, see, I, there are a lot of parallels enough. in this scene. Actually, yes. um, with the way that Max was pleading for Gus's life is very, very similar to the way that Walt pled for Jesse's life uh-huh. when Gus wanted to kill him. Uh-huh. Uh, extremely similar, and. Also, when he when uh, Tio is holding him down, says, "Look at him! You did this to him." I think Gus killed Victor in a very, very similar manner. He he held him up right in front of him and slit his throat. Yep. And held him up and made them look. All right, so let's talk about this. Yeah. Gus is very into making people look at him when yeah. he's doing these things. And do you think it's because it had such a big impact on him when they forced him to look at Max as he was dying and said, "You did I think this." That's part of it. Uh, because, uh, there is a, a scene in, uh, I think season three of Breaking Bad where Gus is talking to Jesse and Jesse was looking to Walt for an answer and, and J- Gus snapped, don't look at him, look at me. Mm-hmm. 
and now he's talking about look at me Hector mm-hmm. and I think that and he's got this obsession with the security cameras yep. and everything keeping a watch and there's still the damn teddy bear's eyeball rolling <laughs> right? around and there's Walt Jr's shirt and what what with do the, all these eyes mean exactly eyes and looking and Again, I don't want to go dead man's brew on this stuff, but the eyeball theme is another big one in in, uh, last season, especially this season, and something of special significance to Gus. Definitely, yeah. Again, I have no idea what it means. I'm just noting it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, I do that all the time. Um, Also, I thought it's funny. Evan S. uh, on Facebook last night said, uh, hey, yellow and red in the pool, which are Jesse's old colors. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think he's poking a little fun at us for our color analysis. No, no. I think Jesse's going swimming next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Red and yellow trunks. I guarantee it. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Uh, What else we got to say about this? Um, You kind of stole my thunder on the Pinochet stuff because I was going to talk about more of the the human rights um, violations and stuff. Sure. You can go into that. Uh, I think I covered the highlights, though. Okay. 30-something thousand tortured, 7,000 yeah. killed. Twenty like Disappeared, tw- rather. Like 2,200 disappeared, 1,300 exiled. Um, but there was this concept of the uh, caravan of death hmm. um, that like, as soon as Pinochet took power, these guys were on a helicopter and they sweeped the country north and south and went to different um, Chilean prisons to execute political prisoners that they had targeted. Kind of like the Ewok caravan of courage, right? <laughs> What? You don't remember that movie? No. Okay, never no. mind. Um, God, I'm so derailed. I don't think I can re-rail at this point. <laughs> re-rail it. Um, I just wonder if maybe Gus was mm-hmm. one of those political uh, fugitives that was executed oh. for execution, or slated Exiled. for execution, or mm-hmm. exile, and that he escaped somehow from that uh, caravan of death. Possibly, yeah. So anyway, right, there um, there are a lot of ties to that season three episode this, twelve so. is when he told Jesse to look at you know don't look at Walt look at me okay um, if you want to go back and look at that scene for parallels um, a couple of uh, listener feedback about this scene Jamie T said that they uh, they're convinced that Gus saw Jesse uh, just saw, Gus saw himself and Jesse hmm. that he's had mm-hmm. firsthand experience being the unnecessary partner and suffering for it. Um, you know, yeah. you could argue that Jet that that Jesse is the unnecessary partner in the Galt and the 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 Gus or the Walt Jesse relationship. So. Well, Max also mentions that Gus is very loyal as well. Yes, and I so. thought the parallels between uh, Max pleading for Gus's life mm-hmm. and uh, Walt pleading for Jesse's life were very. I mean, it's like almost word for word. Yeah, yeah. you know, I need him. Mm. Um, I can't do it without him. And Definitely. also another thing, talking about sim- uh, symmetry in the show, if someone is pleading for their damn life, uh, say a prayer for the person sitting next to him. <laughs> because yeah. it's not going to be him that eats the bullet. It's going to be somebody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That comes from Alyssa Mayers in her review today. But I'm like, yeah, that's – and she ran through several examples of that. But, <laughs> I mean, cool. even from like Tuco's man, like you thought that, that Jesse and Walt were going to get beat and then this guy gets beat to death instead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Victor and now Max. It's definitely mm-hmm. – um, so Matt A on Facebook as well said that uh, this episode definitely informs Gus's decision in regards to Jesse for me. I never quite fully bought into the whole Jesse stays alive because Walt won't cook without him thing, which we've talked about a lot. Sure. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
The parallels between these two pairs of men are remarkable in a lot of ways, all the way down to the you know the business, I know the chemistry relationship, mm-hmm. which was a nice nod to the pilot episode uh, he mentioned, which is true. That's exactly the pitch that Walt made to Jesse yeah. and uh, what uh, Gus was making to the cartel. So I think that's a big reason why he hasn't done away with it. The whole reason he's overconcerned to the point of absurdity about the purity of the meth mm-hmm. was all about a tribute to his brother. Um. You know, I, I I think that that's got to be the answer. This relationship with his brother is why he hasn't just done away and, and used yeah. all the leverage he has on Walt. Like, oh, you don't want to cook for me? Mm-hmm. Bang, there goes Jesse, and I'm going to kill your wife next if yeah. you don't cook. Honestly, I think this scene explains so much about who Gus is now, um, who Gus has been. And there there are layers here that we will be unpeeling for oh till the end of the series, I think. This is a very, very important scene because this shows that Gus's uh, very proper businessman front is exactly that, a front. He has been doing a lot of the stuff he's been doing as revenge for his brother's death or his, quote-unquote, his chicken brother's death. Mm -hmm. And it makes Gus, in one fell swoop, such a more sympathetic character. It does. Yeah, it definitely does. So, I, I mean, kudos to Villigan for that. (laughs) <laughs> because he was kind of yeah. a monster up until this episode. He was a villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so should we do the name game? Uh, yeah, let's do the name Hermanos. game. I mean, obviously there's the chicken chicken reference, right? With right. Hermanos. Um, I actually picked up on three sets of brothers in this because I and, think I, I think that uh, okay. First of all, there's the chicken brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not be real brothers, but they call themselves the Los Pollos Hermanos. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Hank and Walt, who are brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final group that I think are brothers are Hector and Juan. I think that Hector's last name is Bolsa. I think those guys are brothers. Who's Juan? Uh, Juan Bolsa, the guy who's sitting next to him at the, the table oh, outside. Salamanca and that guy? Yeah, because Tio Salamanca is not his real name. How do you know that? Because I call him Hector. Okay. But they but- never use a last name. Okay, so you think they both are Salamancas? No, I think they're both Bolsas. I think Juan Bolsa's name is real. Why do you think he changed his name? I was going to say Well, that... he certainly changed his name, did he not? Uh, why do you think that? Because Tio is not his real name. Tio means uncle. Oh, is that <laughs> true? Yes. Okay, don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I, I found that. Um, that's why his nephew called him that how come i've never heard that mentioned before i don't know because I, I i was aware of it hmm. i'm pretty sure that's right. what that means well um, never mind my whole i thought that shot. the third brother was brock brock who is the brother of the, the kid of, of andrea andrea's kid andrea's oh that's not brother that was that was her son and yeah. Andrew, that was andrea's brother that got killed right uh, yeah i think so. okay well that blows that theory out of the way <laughs> let's theorize a little bit more about things that are obviously false <laughs> 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 yeah, wow. def, I just looked it up. It definitely means uncle. Okay, so, so there, there are only two sets of brothers, the brothers-in-law and the fake brothers. Unless the listeners would like to inform us of a third set. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, shall we get to feedback? Sure, let's do it. Michael, uh, Actually, can we do a little bit of housekeeping? I just wanted to talk uh, very briefly about the, the link that we put on our homepage. Okay. Um, we, we're basically looking for ways to keep the site keep all of our content free for everyone as we expand because mm-hmm. um, right now the bandwidth costs are more than we 
anticipated, but yes. we are able to cover it just out of our own pockets. We are, but as we do more shows like Walking Dead and, 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 and Mad Men. And the projected growth rate we're just seeing in Breaking Bad, if that applies mm-hmm. to Walking Dead and the other episodes, that we're going to we're, it's going to quickly get a little out of hand. It, it, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be like Walt with the money laundering operation, only in reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's paying all of us We're going to have money. to buy a car wash just to raise the proceeds <laughs> to keep Breaking Good going. Uh, but the thing that we really don't want to do is we never want to have um, advertising or any kind of donation scheme yeah, we don't where want, we're taking money from you guys. And we, we don't, don't want, want sponsors giving us money, too, because then we're beholden to them. Exactly. Yeah. So the best thing that we could come up with is the Amazon affiliate program, which basically you pay the exact same cost for your items. It's totally free to you, but we get a cut on the back end that Amazon gives us. So how do they use that? Uh, we put a link to our Amazon store, which you can go to to find, like, Breaking Bad DVD and Blu-ray sets and so shirts and posters. if you got a, a, a birthday present you want to give to mm-hmm. your T.O. and uh, <laughs> you want to send him the first season of Breaking Bad to get him hooked, uh, hit up our store. Exactly. Or we have, if you just are doing general shopping on Amazon, we have a link to Amazon that includes our code. Um, and anything you buy on there, we get a kickback from that, and it costs you absolutely nothing else. Uh, right. They, they don't pay more. It's not like Amazon no. charges a tax. They just give us a tiny percentage of whatever you check out. Yeah. So if you really want to help us out, that's the best way to do it. Um, and, of course, keep sending in your feedback. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of what keeps us going, the, the, the idea that people are actually listening to us. Mm-hmm. It's been cool to see that. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and get into listener feedback. Uh, speaking of, uh, Michael M. writes uh, – Hank has become the linchpin in the series, even though he does not know all Hank is working Walt and earning his confidence. Villigan is too smart to expect us to believe that Hank is not on to Walt. There may be another double reverse coming, but I think for now, Hank is priority one aware. Look at his oh. eyes, his expressions, they tell all. I, I don't agree with this. I think that <laughs> they are coaching uh, Dean Norris, and he is doing a good job of being very ambiguous about it. Mm-hmm. That he was, he's been suspicious of Walt in two or three places this season, mm-hmm. but now I, I, I just, I'm not seeing that. Frankly, I don't know how he wouldn't be suspicious of Walt because Walt is doing everything to tip him off. Uh, He's asking, "What did Gus say? What did what did, did what questions did you ask him?" That was a little extreme. Yeah, uh, he goes on to say, "Do you notice that Walt's fears are rebuilding? He had once eradicated them uh, with his fulminated uh, was a mercury explosion at yeah. Tuco's, but they are back now. That's a good point. He just didn't give a fuck when yeah, he was blowing he up Tuco's in there, place. and he was. I don't care if I come out of this alive." I'm doing what I want to do. Um, all right. I have a theory. Because we didn't talk about this in episode. An official prediction? Um, no, it's a theory. <laughs> okay. Uh, Walt, I think that he started being afraid when the cancer went into remission. Mm, yeah. Because when he knew he was going to die, then he was fearless. And that's the, what, mm-hmm. the game he was talking But since he's now in remission, he started thinking long term. He yeah. acted very funny when Walt Jr. asked him how did the cancer scan turn out. He, like, paused mm-hmm. and looked kind of troubled and said it came back fine. Do you think he's lying about that? And regardless of that, I think that when he finds out the cancer is no longer in remission, then he will get reckless and go into that uh, mm-hmm. Heisenberg persona again. I don't think that his cancer is back yet because I didn't pick up on that when I was watching the episode. So I'll just say... No, were you taking notes or were you watching the episode, Jim? Uh, this time I was watching the episode, <laughs> honestly. It was so riveting I had to. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't pick up on that. So I don't think his cancer is back yet. But I do like the idea that when it comes back, he'll go into full-blown Heisenberg mode again. That mm-hmm. that sounds like a good progression there. 
Um, so he continues, who knows the most? That's the key question in the series. Gus receiving intel from Mike reveals that he does not know the most. Gus asking mm. T.O. for help reveals that he doesn't know the most. The cartel knows. The cartel is in charge and will not be surprised. Uh, T.O. is old school cartel, the baddest of badasses. They are the kings of this chess game. Um, interestingly, if you remember back to the introduction of Breaking Bad, uh, season two, episode seven, um, they had this like Mexican musical. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they talked about how the cartels vengeance or they've, they've never been, um, that their, their anger is inflamed because they're not getting the respect and no one's mm-hmm. ever gotten away from the cartels vengeance. And the last scene they show is Heisenberg on the ground dead. Yeah. Face down with somebody wearing sneakers and like black blue, uh, black jeans, uh, stepping over him. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to make this an official predi- prediction wow. that that scene is going to be how Walt does die. He's going to be face down in the weeds and mm. someone's going to step over him. And I believe that someone's going to be Jesse. That's part of your official prediction that it's Jesse. Uh, yes. Okay. I, I think Mark I'm, I'm convinced that Walt's going to die by Jesse's hands at this point because he's going to All find right. out about Jane. He, yeah. Uh, by the end of the series, he has to, right? Otherwise, what's the point of that whole thing? Yep. So, um, so that's, that's, that's a uh, good prediction. I like it. Yeah. And I do yeah. think that the cartel is, you know, no one's escaped their justice so far. And Gus has tweaked their nose an awful lot. In mm-hmm. reckless ways, like, you know, tormenting Tio with a, hey, I made the phone call that got the rest of your nephews killed. Yeah. Uh, that's some yeah. bad bad juju you're messing with. Taunting the wrong uh, guy, I think. Sean S. said, hey, I didn't catch any coffee in this episode. Maybe the dead Hermano had a cut before his final meeting. Well, you missed it because it was there. <laughs> <laughs> Just in one scene, though. The coffee coffee theory is on the wane, I think, this No, I think, I think they're slowing it down because they, they really pressed it for a long time. They're just taking a step back and then they'll hit us with it. All right. Uh, Bart B. from Belgium, uh, hmm. who is Belgium, a friend of the it? show. Uh, I think that Gus has to step away into the background. He will make sure that Walter will be guided to discover everything in his car wash and make of him the man that runs the business. Um, that's not a bad theory, too, that Gus might not die. He might just go away hmm. and train Walt as his successor. Which is kind of what I thought was going at the before season three took the giant train wreck with uh, you know Walt defying Gus. I thought that, that mm-hmm. he was grooming him to be his mentor. Um, and 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 related, uh, Pete from Ohio writes uh, he thinks Gus is ultimately trying to get Jesse to switch loyalties, which is why Mike made the statement he did to Jesse about Gus seeing loyalty in him, mm-hmm. but that Jesse has a loyalty for the wrong guy. Jesse may in fact have already switched loyalties when he didn't either take the opportunity to shoot Gus or the opportunity to poison him. It could be Gus somehow knew about Walt's plot to poison him, which is why he looked so satisfied when he drank his coffee at the table after the meeting with the cartel. He knew there was nothing in his coffee. This is the crux of my line of thought. It's a virtual lock at this point that Jesse will turn on Walt and soon. The season may just end with Walt killing Jesse, pushing us all over the line as far as hating Walt and rooting against him. So so I want to speak to this real quick because it has to do with my coffee theory. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think that Gus knew anything about the coffee. I don't either. I think that he was just sitting there drinking coffee. Oblivious. Um, As far as Jesse switching loyalties, I think we're seeing that start to happen, especially with the lying that he did in the scene with Walt. Um, He still wants to kill Gus. He's still pissed. But he's not believing much of what Walt has to say anymore. And he's not constantly cluing Walt in and going to him for advice Mm -hmm. like he used to. 
So he's definitely switching loyalties. Mike and Gus are winning him over. As far as him killing Walt by the end of the series, well, I mean, we do have to tell him about Jane at some point. So right. like you said, he's probably going to kill him. I mean, that's that's the consequence of killing someone else. Blood for blood, right? Um, Ted Matrakis says, or Ted M, sorry, uh, he said about the coffee theory, I just rewatched Fly, and at one point Jesse spikes Walt's coffee with sleeping pills. So there's some precedent for huh. Jesse poisoning Walt's coffee. Might happen again down the road. Oh. Could be, um, because in the video... I've already taken for granted this is going to happen. In the video, they don't show like uh, him lying in a pool of blood. Mm-hmm. He's just lying face down. You can't tell if he's been shot or whatever. So maybe Jesse does poison maybe him. Maybe he's just sleeping. Because they <laughs> they do push – I mean, this poison thing, wouldn't that yeah. – you said it last week. It would be ironic if you know that's a recurring thing to try to use this rice and it never and it works. Fails every time. It would be super ironic if it finally works on Walt. <laughs> yeah, Jesse saves this vial until mm-hmm. the last – but – the, the, okay, agree or disagree? Walt or Jesse's going to die at the end of season four. No effing way. Disagree. Yeah. No way can Aaron Paul die before the end of the series. Yeah. If at and, all. And I think the momentum of this season has been building in a direction that that won't happen. No. Um, because there's so much to, you can't just throw the Jane thing in right now no. without dealing with the resolution of Gus and Walt. I right. Think. And I think that Jesse, his arc is set up for either redemption mm-hmm. or running the show. Yeah. I don't think that he's going to go off quietly into the night or be killed. Yeah, I agree with that. uh, Mark S. from the ABQ asks us to come check out his Facebook page and become a fan of the unofficial Breaking Bad fan tour. Oh, cool. Which he went around to Albuquerque where they live and did a lot of photos of where Breaking Bad was filmed in the first three seasons as well as with a lot of the cast members while they were here filming. I checked that out. It's pretty cool. Um if you search for breaking unofficial Breaking Bad fan tour on Facebook, you can find that. I'll link it to the show notes. Um, the only thing is I wish he'd make it a fan site instead of a group because you have to, like, request permission to join instead of just liking it to sign up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's uh, something he can do. But uh, That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Like, I would love to see some of the pictures of the sets where they've, right. they've filmed without all the people I filming. I wonder, is, Mark, are you going to take this to the next level and actually organize official tours? Oh. Because I think that would be a thing. Sign me up. Yeah, like, Sign you know, I fly in and go to all the locations. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, podcast from Jane's house or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Podcast from the Super Lab. Uh, speaking of websites, Liz G says, if you go back to the Wayback Machine uh, and you look at the uh, Madr- Madrigal Electromotive site, you can find one dated 2-8-2011 with only the homepage and no capitalized Gale. So she thinks that, I guess, is the first instance of where this was registered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the email to that page says it goes to Fred instead of the guy now. Um, this is kind of – she's putting this as evidence it's a fan site. I uh-huh. totally at this point buy that it's 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 just a fan site. Yeah, I agree. We actually – They're actually writing articles, pretty, pretty clever articles, mm-hmm. but as different characters of the Madrigal Electromotive site about yeah. – you know, rise in poisoning and money laundering. And it's good stuff. I think you should go yeah. there. But it's definitely not AMC doing this. Uh, and she actually forwarded an email that she got back from one of them who was um, – Yeah, I saw Reddit. It some, was from quote-unquote Gus Jr. Yeah. Um, and he is, like, explaining that, oh, I'm backed up and we'll get some info out to you about your order later on. It 
it's a form it felt mail. in places like it was kind of amateur. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to chastise this guy for doing it. I think it's cool that he's doing well, this he, stuff. Yeah, like, but he can't predict what's coming up in the future. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I do that's a form letter that you get if you send any email to that because several redditors posted the same thing. Oh, gotcha. But I like the idea. Like there's so up, many people move. out there who probably think, is this a real site? Is this yeah. a fake site? And that kind of confusion is cool to me. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you're raking in traffic, I'm sure. Who oh, knows? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, awesome. Capitalize on that, buddy. Um, <laughs> Evan K writes, I think Walt and Jesse will try to get together and try to kill Gus, but Jesse will discover that the only way to kill Gus is to go through Mike, so Jesse will kill his friend Mike and then make his move on Gus. I don't think Walt and Jesse will go after Hank because if Vince villigan wants us to all hate walt by the end of the series it would be stupid to make us hate him for killing hank when there's still another season to go true mm, yeah but i think that's the thing that's going to make us hate walt is if he kills jesse and or hank and i'm the only but am i the only one thinking that if jesse or hank were gone and we hated walt the show would become almost unwatchable that's what i talked about in the preview to this season cast that if they if he makes us hate walt too quickly mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough show to watch because if you look at the you know godfather and scarface and all the others we've talked about the protagonist who's actually a villain Mm -hmm. you still root and like him until the very end when then the movie's over and then it's like okay fine you can hate him yeah um but if they push a little too hard that can really make the show jump the shark so maybe they could save it by pushing jesse more into the good guy role he's the guy we're rooting for instead of walt possibly maybe. for a whole season maybe not a whole season i think if you were to to make us hate walt in the first maybe like six episodes like halfway through season, season five, five i think that's we could do that, 10 episodes with jesse as the real protagonist okay and he's trying to keep one step ahead of him i don't know because everything even when walt is not on the screen as i think episode four he was barely there mm-hmm. or episode three he still is the central thing that everything is revolving around. That's true, yeah. He's the catalyst that made all the change happen. Like, every change mm-hmm. you see in these people's lives is because of his cancer and action he took about it. And that's a theme that I think Villigan's got to stay true to. Yeah, you're right about that. So um, maybe we will see sort of a Scarface arc there, where at the very end we hate him. Um, a frequently asked question, um, Lou T says, I really enjoy your podcast, but one thing keeps bugging me, your logo. You have Go, G-O, <laughs> with a box around it, but what element is Go? It's uh, gold. I looked at the periodic <laughs> element and don't see it. It's no, the Goon element. Because it's, it's not one. I, I, did I, I making, not say this? You said it. You said it, and you asked me about it, and you were like, the people are going to complain. And they did. You were right. right. And you Where just did you want me called to me a box? nerd and kicked me down the stairs. I did. And beat me viciously until I fell unconscious. But the thing is, in the word good, the only element in there is O, oxygen. And I can't put a box around one letter. Why that not? wouldn't feel right. It'd be in the middle of the word. They did that with uh, MIDI. They got the T-E at the end and circled. They don't put it in a box, do they? Yeah. They just highlight it. No, they definitely put it in the box. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. They box that. You put the T-E. Well, put it in the corner. Uh, I'm not changing it now. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're right. It's just it's just a cool. I mean, should I apologize? Yeah, and I, the, I had I had nothing to do with. And this. you're the smart one, but you know your graphic designer way is worn out. They did. It so. had to look good as opposed to make sense. Um, but we'll have to add that to the fact because we get that question a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, Diamond Rattler says, I think Walt will lead Hank off the trail of Gus so Walt can kill Gus for himself. I think Skylar will get pregnant again if she isn't already because Walt references having three kids with Skylar in that one flashback scene when they were looking at purchasing the house. Uh That's got some merit to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They wanted three kids. Maybe they're about to have three kids. You think she's pregnant already? No comment. No, oh no come on hey, i wasn't no i'm not going there. i was asking an honest question you dick <laughs> uh tom l moving on says oh this is a long one uh, i'm gonna have to shift into high gear uh tom l says in the most recent episode you guys mentioned how it was odd that gus provided a veggie platter for the cartel guys yeah. this isn't the first time we've seen that uh yeah you and brain damage both pointed out there's like three other times where uh, Gus rips the plastic off the uh, uh, veggie tray, uh-huh. and nobody takes it. So nobody eats the veggies. Why does he keep buying? It's them? some kind of ritual. I it's mean, crazy. You know, it's like the cousins crawling up to the death shack and giving. He's he's offering this to the yeah yeah anyway to the meeting gods. Moving on, the show has alluded to the fact that Walt and Gretchen were an item, possibly when Skylar thought that maybe he uh, or yeah, uh, mm. possibly why Skylar thought that maybe he and she were sleeping together. With Elliot Schwartz being the odd man out. Uh, I'm sorry. With She was sleeping. Wait, what the hell? We're an item with Elliot Schwartz being the odd man out. Then something happened and Elliot and Gretchen ran off together, edging Walt out of the company and millions of dollars. Once that situation was semi-revealed, it makes a lot more sense why Walt wouldn't want to take their money. See, yes, I, I had not ch- picked up on this. Honestly. Really? I did. Um, I don't think it's a good enough reason to go into cooking meth. No, and not sure. taking the easy way out, but yeah, definitely it kind of explains you know why he's reluctant to do that and gave her the big f u yeah, and it, cooking meth wasn't um to cover his medical costs, it was to set his family up, and I don't know that Elliot would have done that mm. no true um I'm not exactly sure how it will get in there, but I think the series will end with Walt drinking the last bit of Gale's coffee. Uh, this person, uh, Tom's a big fan of your dead man's brew. Yeah, Tom. But spiced with ricin. They keep emphasizing that the ricin death will look natural, and to me it stands out as a very logical way for Walt to be killed without too many questions being asked afterwards. If he allows the cartel to get to him, the DEA or other agencies will be very curious as to why and might stumble on a secret fortune bringing down his family to true too. So he basically commits suicide? What do you think of that? I don't like Walt committing suicide. No. No. I want him to die a horrible, grisly death if I hate him at the end. You hear that, Villigan? No no, 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 no suicide. suicide. Uh, James H. Hey, guys. Just listen to the podcast and the part about where Skylar and Walter got married quick or whether they made or not made me go back and listen to the story Walt tells about how they met. Listening to the story, Walt says that he would go to the copy shop all the time because it was close to the lab. If you were working in a lab, he presumably still had some involvement with Grey Matter and, more importantly, Gretchen. Considering he left Gretchen when he left Grey Matter, maybe this implies that he left Gretchen for Skylar or cheated on her, perhaps. If you want to fill in the gaps, it would be easy to argue that he did this because Skylar was working in a nice, safe little coffee shop, whereas sticking with Gretchen and company meant he'd be making a huge commitment to the company and the science, etc. When you take into account what Walt says to Hank about how he spent his entire life scared of things that might happen or whether... It, uh, or whatever, it kind of makes sense that he would do that. What do you think of that? I like that because Walt was very fearful both of failure and success, I think, um, before his whole cancer ordeal. So uh, I, I could definitely see him not really wanting the limelight and the fame and the fortune that that would have brought him. Yeah, I think it's also um, there's some people that have this relational theory that you always 
you know, you, you try to get away from bad relational patterns, but you end up in them anyway. And it kind of made it clear that Gretchen was very Skylar esque and that maybe she didn't respect Walt or she kind of browbeat him. Mm-hmm. At least that's the that's the kind of thing I got from their little meeting that Walt felt that she was condescending to him. Hmm. Um, maybe when he broke up with Gretchen, as uh, uh, Tom here talks about, that he tried to go, it's like, you know, I'm going to go to this coffee shop and pick up this waitress at the coffee shop who's nothing like Gretchen, doesn't, you know, isn't this research scientist, and, mm-hmm. you know, she's not involved in science. She's all about the finances. She's all about the coffee. She's all about the coffee. <laughs> I think maybe he's just trying to find a different relationship and get completely away from Gretchen. So maybe yeah. that's why. Sure. Um, Alexander C. says, I think you're asking the wrong questions when you say that they should be more worried about the repercussions of killing Gus. Oh, yeah? That's not a question. <laughs> well, we think you're wrong asking us about the wrong questions. <laughs> uh, they can ride off into the sunset. In fact, that would be the best move to avoid the cartel. They both have more money than they would ever need. Um, that's a good point. Why don't they just try to disappear with the giant piles of cash that they have? I don't know because that hurts Walt's pride. What, what reason did he give for not using the disappearer that I don't think he did. I think, I I think he just suggested the alternate, you know, plan. I, I Hmm. just don't understand. Um, I, I don't know. I, they went to the witness protection agency. They wouldn't get to keep all their drug money though. Right. Probably not, but if they use Saul's disappearer, yeah, they would. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I, that's again, some of these plot holes I thought with Gus got explained with mm-hmm. his backstory, so maybe they'll explain this stuff too. Yeah. Um, he also says he completely agrees with you, Jim, that the lab has more surveillance than the camera. I was wrong, by the way, because we saw the six cameras that he has up in this episode, and there was only one in the lab. Oh well, I mean, a lot of security systems allow. Like you can multi, you can see like all their cameras or zoom into a certain cluster to see them bigger. Mm-hmm. So maybe he just had the parts where they're working at zoom bigger. Uh, he has at least six. It, it didn't look like it. I examined the software he was using pretty closely. Oh, I like shut paused up. it and checked it out. Yeah. Oh, God. And uh, six of the cameras were lit up recording. So okay, we saw all of them, and I think there was only one in the lab. Anyway, he still thinks you're right, and he thinks <laughs> it's incredibly reckless for Walt to discuss anything in the lab. Which, well, I agree with that. Anyway, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Tom G points out the notes from Nick in Ottawa that we linked in our show notes last week said, um, that, uh, he thought it said in before Gus, um, meaning before Gus comes in, mm-hmm. but as he points out that it actually says barrels in, yeah, and they're talking about where to put the barrels and if there's room for forklift, forklift or move around them. So, mm-hmm. um, good catch on that. Um, John P from Oregon, who's the guy that stuck in under the wire last time comes in this week and says, my guess is that Gus isn't involved in the DEA. He expects Mike to have some ends with the highway patrol, local police officers, and maybe the border patrol, which would explain why the truck hints went unnoticed. He helped make cover that up. Hmm. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't think he's involved in DEA. Um, somebody cited evidence that he was because he actually explicitly used the name of the DEA agent Merker. He actually, mm-hmm. in, in giving the yeah. rundown of who is involved and who's not, he actually mentioned his name in, in, in specifically. Uh, he also talked about Gail's mugshot. He said someone online mentioned the subtitles that appeared during Gail's mugshot are in Thai. He then went on to speculate that Gail might have a thing for uh, child or boy prostitutes in Thailand. What? Um, it's a little off the rails, man. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> 
Um, I don't although, think he was gay. I don't think he was gay, so he wouldn't go after small. Because there's also they're like big into sexual reassignment surgery there too. Really? You so, think that's what happened with Gail? Gail's a sexual reassignee. No, I mean, if you told me Gail identifies as female or feminine, I wouldn't be surprised. Who am I to say? Right. Like Lady Gaga said, he's born that way, baby. <laughs> um, Kevin F. asks, do you think Walt changed the combination of the car wash safe? It'd be funny if he didn't. <laughs> and eyebrows comes That's in. He's and like, it's as is, Walter. <laughs> yeah, you can't change the code. Yeah, it's broke. It's as is. <laughs> no, I think. Yeah. No, nah, I, I think Skyler did. I don't think Walt did. Uh, Walt's you, not thinking about that, but Skyler is. Do you have any feedback? Uh, we had some stuff on Twitter, but I kind of reply on Twitter. Um, and usually Twitter is too short of a message to get across anything real significant. So. Okay. No, we're good on that. All right. So I got most of the Facebook and email. If I missed any, um, I apologize, will... but we have tons of yes, them now. Yes. It's too much. It is. Uh, if you want to continue the drowning of Jim and Aaron, <laughs> yeah. please send your email to breakinggood at baldmove.com. Hmm. Um, again, each day, Monday through Friday, we post Breaking Bad News, where we round up the, the most significant reviews, the official information, speculation off forums, cool images, mm-hmm. and we post them at around noon Eastern Standard Time. You can follow Jim all day, every day at twitter.com slash breakgood. Mm-hmm. Um, our official fan site on Facebook uh, is facebook.com slash breaking good. Yep. And the Twitter and Facebook, if you want to see exactly when we post stuff or if we're doing something new and kooky, um, that's probably the best place to get a hold of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, we can always use more iTunes reviews because they're the ones that keep us uh, – the, the reviews and people subscribing keep us on the new and notable, which helps mm-hmm. the uh, cast grow, gives us more feedback. Etc. Etc. So yeah. So if you really want to make it hard on us, go leave us some more iTunes reviews. Yeah. And send in a flood of emails. Continue the deluge. Yeah. Um, we, we like it. I swear. Uh, uh, so all right. That that's it for the show. Ready to move to the spoiler section? Yep. So see you guys after music. Join us after the music. Okay, we're back. Go ahead and play the promo for next week. Episode of AMC's Breaking Bad. Hoyos Hermanos has a main distribution center. Look at it online right now. Lots of space to hide illicit activity. So is he going to kill him? There's something going to happen to man. Would you have a problem with that? I need your help. I need you to help prevent an all-out war. You kill Mr. White, you're going to have to kill me too. Look at the next episode of Breaking Bad. Wow, Whoa. so we had questions about Jesse's loyalty, but... Uh, I think that cleared it up. Yeah. Uh, if he you kill Mr. White, lo- you're going to have to kill me, too. Still loyal to Walt, that is for sure. A um, couple things as we go through here. Oh, this isn't going to let me go scene by scene, darn it. Um, and that's going to make me watch some partially. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, one thing, at the very last image of this show, they show Jesse look, opening up his box truck and looking at a translucent barrel. Oh. Do you think that's Victor? No. No, I think this is the barrel they want to use on someone else. Really? I think this may be the barrel for Hank, honestly. Because I don't know that they're talking about Walt when they say, the first time they say, if something happened to him, would you have a problem? Right. I think they might be talking about Hank. Well, I think that if you look at the backgrounds, and again, this editing, they're a bunch of freaking mm-hmm. liars. But if you look at the backgrounds, they're different. Like where mm-hmm. Walt and, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Mike and Jesse are standing in this scene. 
And Jesse's even wearing something different when yeah. he comes back and says, if you kill Mr. White, you got to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, yeah, for sure, there's something to that. Man, I'm telling you, that 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 barrel is Victor. It's got something in it. That is disgusting. You think that's Victor And actually, those... is that that's not Jesse. That, that's Mike. Is it Mike or is it Walt? No, that's Mike. Okay. Yeah, so Mike is closing the truck with Victor. It can't still be Victor. Why would he still be around? They would have dumped him. Dumped him where? It's like... Yeah, yeah, somewhere where they dump acid. I don't know. I don't know. But I I, I think that's that looks very Victor Victor's barrel. It looks disgusting, that's it for does. sure. Yeah. It does. Um, so, man, there's all kinds of cool stuff. we got someone bloody knuckles. Mm-hmm. we got someone shining a light on blue meth. Um yeah. Yeah, so you think Hank is going to raid that and find some meth? Um, the distribution center ooh, that he was talking about? That could be that could be Hank's Knuckles. Got Tuvok looking smug. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously gotten... How did he find about this distribution facility? Well, I guess I it, it is Los Polos, Polos Hermanos. Yeah, I he's mean, looking into that. It's in the dang phone book. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, yeah, Hank is tracking Gus down still. And basically, from what I've heard, that from this point, this is the downhill segment of the series. It's balls out from here on out. That, yeah, that's what Aaron Paul said so in the interview. we are going to see big things from here. No wasted time. Man, I go, can't wait. <laughs> um, let me talk about... Uh, I've got one piece of feedback real quick. Okay, because i got a listener spoiler. listener spoiler feedback, but go ahead and... Okay, um, so I was looking into the, the Scarface credits, right, uh-huh. to kind of make those connections, and I noticed that uh, Don Eladio, the mm-hmm. Manny from Scarface, mm-hmm. is going to be back in episode 10 called Salud. So we ne- we definitely know that he's coming back because he's credited on IMDb. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. that's interesting. Because you how... thought you, he was dead. And I thought that no, I, I thought he's still the Don. I don't know that he is. This may be another flashback. Oh but, yeah, that's true. That's true. But somehow he's going to be back in episode ten. See, I think, I think he's still very much leader of the cartel. You might be right. Then I don't see why it makes sense to take out Juan. Actually, no, I do because he wants to hurt Tio. Yeah, he wants to do the same thing that he did to him all those years ago. Yeah, I think he wants to take down the whole cartel. Yeah, he has like ultimate revenge fantasy. Uh, let's talk about Kel- uh, Kellen B. wrote in and said, I listened to your last week spoiler edition about Ted being introduced back into the show, uh, which if you miss it and mm-hmm. you are a spoiler hound, go back and listen to last week's episode because yeah. we reveal the title and the mini synopsis for every of the uh, episodes coming up in season four, which mm-hmm. tell you a lot. They tell you a surprise without amount. telling you a lot. Sure. sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, the reason for this most likely has to do with Ted's horrible bookkeeping. The business is obviously mm-hmm. struggling and he isn't making much money, which we know. And he's also kind of doing some cookie, bo- tricky books himself. Yep. Trick books. Um, not using QuickBooks. He's using trick, <laughs> trick books. Trick books. I think, yeah. That, we, un- we need to make <laughs> the that money software. laundering software. <laughs> yeah, right. It automatically keeps two sets of books, password <laughs> protects them. Trick books. Yep. Uh, I think Skylar still has some feelings for Ted and feels bad about his business. I don't know about feelings for Ted at this point. I think she was using Ted. Mm, yeah, I agree. The way that Walt was using his housework. <laughs> um, we just... <laughs> what? Really putting her back into that. What? Really working up a sweat. You're talking about the housework, like, you know, re- replacing the water heater and replacing yeah. the floor joist. I mean, he just went all out. He was chopping wood there. <laughs> That's not what I meant, but go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> uh, we just found out last week that Walt makes $274,000 every two weeks. 
Oh, that's close to my salary. I was going to say, I mean, it's a little <laughs> below average, honestly. Yeah. Um, we shouldn't probably talk about that if we're asking the listeners to support <laughs> us or their Amazon affiliate links. Yeah, $7.5 million a year, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, right. Uh, but our bandwidth is $14 million a year. Yeah, so that's so why we're in trouble. We're opening a car wash. <laughs> More money than they both know what to do with. I believe Skylar will take some of the money to help out with Ted's business, possibly buying part of it or just helping him out. Mm. Either way, she'll use Walt's money. This, of course, will remain secret from Walt. Thus, Skylar is becoming more like Walt. All of this will probably blow up in their face. Hypocrite. How sweet would this be? I like it. I'm not as anti-Skylar, but I do think that it will be interesting if she starts using Ted's business to char- to launder some of Gus's money. And when Gus- Some of Walt's money. Yes, Walt. Okay. I'm doing the damn yeah, thing the see, listeners do. I'm not, I'm not anti-Skylar either at this point. Okay. Like, Skylar has been fine for the last three episodes, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I just think the tension created there of what would Walt do if he found out that his money was going to the guy that his wife cheated on him with? Nothing good. Nothing good. More than a plant through a plant-proof window. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I think this will – that I don't know what's going on there, but it's – that's very plausible. Uh, his second prediction is – or maybe it's possibly her, Kellen. Is that a boy or a girl's name? Uh, I just offended her, him, or whichever way I went. So I apologize. Uh, I'm an idiot. It's like yeah. Jim's a smart one. I should have let him go do this. Um, my second prediction concerns Jesse and Walt. Jesse's becoming more and better at the wait, becoming more and more uh, uh, better. He's becoming better at the business. Let's put it that Walt is horrible at the business. I think he'll eventually be just as good as Walt at cooking. Um, he might actually be there again. He's getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesse has a street smart. Walt has the lab smart. With both, Jesse will do uh, use this to his advantage. Also, last week from his spoilers, we talked about Jesse will be doing a meth batch on his own. From this, uh-huh. we'll be able to see that he can do it on his own, thus making Walt the unnecessary partner. Although, And that happens in Salud, which doesn't yep. mean goodbye. And he points out. It's yeah, it's one way. I think it's yeah. either isn't it like Welcome. chow or it can be a greeting or a goodbye. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or aloha. Uh, although they never really were partners, which is key. Walt, I think Walt calls him partner, but he doesn't treat him like a partner. And Jesse mm-hmm. says they're partners and is always trying to prove himself as it, but never feels like it is. So that's a good that's a good point there, yeah. uh, Kellen. Uh, I will think this uh, will drive Jesse and Walt apart because, of course, Walt's biggest downfall is his pride. I think Walt will also take Jesse or Mike will also take Jesse under his wing, giving Jesse the advantage. The only way Walt will ever really get back at Jesse is by opening his big mouth and heat of the moment. He will finally tell Jesse that he stood by and watched Jane die. Mm-hmm. I think that is actually very strong. I don't think it's going yeah. to happen on this timetable, but I guarantee you it's going to be Walt's way of saying fuck you to Jesse. and mm-hmm. It's not going to be good. Um, Upon immediately, immediately upon telling him this, he'll realize he's made a terrible mistake, and ultimately Jesse will kill Walt. Pride and Big Mouth kills Walt, and Jesse takes over to business. Uh, the overall conclusion I agree with. I think Walt's pride will definitely be his undoing. Yeah. Just like it was for Scarface and every other uh-huh. gangster that Gilligan is saying he wants to pay homage to. Yeah, and it's been one of the longest-running threads in the series, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a fitting way for Walt to go. Is that it? Do we have anything else? Uh, I've got not much else. What was the the preview for this week was we know for sure that Hank gets his hands on that tracking device because the preview scene mm-hmm. that AMC posted was the scene where 
uh, Hank and him drive back, and uh, Walt retrieves the device for him. Hmm. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what he pulls from that. Yeah. So he should pull nothing if we if we are correct. Right. But that scene where it has him talking about the facility, he's sitting there at the Sony Vio. Presumably, is it covering up his naked crotch? <laughs> no, not this time. He's got <laughs> no, a table okay. between. There's three layers of protection between <laughs> us and his genitals: his clothing, uh, the table surface itself, and the vio. So we're all good. Sure. But um, yeah, I I, I wonder if he's going to be. If, do you think Gus was stupid enough to drive out there? I mean, it is a los. No. It is a los Pollos Romanos facility. Oh, Why wouldn't I he? mean, yeah, he he might have driven out there. So and, and Gus is a hide in plain sight sort of guy. Right, so he's gonna drive to his super lab. The only point where he took the that we saw him definitively take the sensor off is when he went to talk to Tio. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I got for spoilers. So, okay, well then, I guess tune in next week. Uh, we'll have the same thing we always have. Yep. See you later, everybody.